The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders on how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marsha Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach. Here's a quote from Albert Einstein. He said, people love chopping wood. In this activity, one quickly sees results. As a Smart Moves coach, I won't help you chop wood, but I will help you make the leadership and business moves to quickly see results. Remember, good intentions, even with a good plan, don't magically lead to success. What does is making sure every day you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your leadership drive for purpose, performance, and profitability. Now, a Smart Moves treat to power up your leadership, brought to you by my valued sponsor, Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Leadership Lessons from Firefighters A number of years ago, I was part of a citizen fire academy of a local city. I think it's every kid's dream to ride fire engines. Well, I did. I unexpectedly discovered a great deal about leadership as I observed firefighters in action at accidents, citizens' home, and even at the fire station. Whether you are a business or a civic department, here are three principles for leadership success. First, clear, concise goals. This is what a captain told me. When you get to a fire, it's easy to get sucked in. The adrenaline is going. The fire is like a magnet pulling you in. Everyone needs to know, without a doubt, the priorities and duties of their job, of their team. It's more than a job description. It's a game plan with standards and expectations. There's no room for mistakes. Our lives depend on it. Listeners, what's the game plan for your company? Does everyone know it and live it every day? Are you sure? (laughs) The second principle is constant communication. Here's another quote. It's not enough for the right hand to know what the left hand is doing. Everyone in the group needs to know what's going on. If a firefighter or paramedic is left out of the loop, gets information too late, or not at all, 
it can lead to disaster. Here's how one captain kept communication flowing so that there were no surprises. He would regularly ask this question, are we winning or losing the fire? If he hears we're winning, things are going as expected. If we're here, we're losing, that's a signal to step in and find out what's going on. With these regular updates, he's better able to immediately provide the support his people need to get the fire under control, whether it's additional manpower or more engines or repositioning the hoses. Listeners, how do you keep the information flowing? How quickly do you get feedback about problems? And how quickly do you respond? Third principle, commitment to the team. Finally, from one of the firefighters, he said, it's not, my, it's not my job, it's not tolerated. No matter if we're putting out fires, extricating someone from a wreck, or opening a locked car with a child inside. We're always backing each other up. We're a team, not just a bunch of firefighters. And when we work, and we work hard at it every single day. Many managers think that bringing people together and saying, quote, we're now a team, miraculously transforms them into an efficient, cohesive work group. It's not that simple. I found different captains did different things to enhance teamwork. From bringing in pizza to having folks out to her ranch for barbecue or playing the fun game, who does the dishes? Finally, listeners, What are you doing to move your people from me to we, to work as a team? Smart Moose tip. As a breed, firefighters generally like being their own person and don't like being confined to an office. Yet, when the tones sound, they coalesce into a well-tuned firefighting machine. That's because they're committed to a common goal. They practice effective communication and they continually work on working well together. Listeners, would you want additional leadership lessons from firefighters? Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Listeners, you just heard from my musing the importance of effective communication for successful leadership. Yet, why does communication always prove a challenge for us? You'll get the answer from my guest today, Diana Bohr. She's a best-selling author of 46 books, published in 26 languages, and with nearly 4 million copies sold. With examples from politics, pop culture, business, and family life, Diana will give us insights from her latest book, What More Can I Say? Why Communication Fails and What to Do About It. In this jam-packed session, you will learn how to shape conversations presentations, products, and service offerings to get others to accept change, put aside bad habits, improve performance, award the contract, or even get you the job. Welcome, Diana. It's a pleasure to have you on the Business Edge. 
Thank you, Marsha. Well, you know, let's start with um, your book opens with this comment. The challenge of this century is to communicate complex ideas with clarity and civility. Why has this become such a challenge in our world and in our workplace? Well, several reasons. I think the more connected we are, the harder it is <laughs> to get attention. You know, we're, we're technology-driven, but that makes it more complex sometimes because we can have something said on this side of the world and all of a sudden stock plummets. Uh, in, in corporations on the other side of the globe. Mm-hmm. We say something and all of a sudden it causes ramifications in departments and divisions and corporations everywhere. Uh, you can have a, a teacher say something in a classroom, a student stands up at the flip phone and, and video records it, and <laughs> someone, there's a lawsuit. So I think that just because there's technology and things just happen instantly and people react immediately without thinking, without thinking, how is this going to come across? What word did I use? There's just immediate reactions. And everybody's is talking aggressively and just not thinking about the reactions they're giving. You know, that is so true, um, and it's just not politicians who get in trouble, or, um, but it's everyday people. We say something to someone, somebody, um, it, it, it is, you know, the smartphone gets it, it is on Facebook, and then it goes around the globe. So this is really, it, it, it's important for everyone to understand why communication fails and what to do about it. So talking about that... Um, you say that distrust is a big cause of communication failures. Can you elaborate that on that, and how so? Well, distrust, it's just because we hear so much that we have just tuned out. I mean, because everybody is screaming at us, <laughs> from, from the politicians that are, who, are, who are screaming at us to believe what they have to say. There's data everywhere, and it gets misinterpreted and half-interpreted incorrectly, and people are saying contradictory things, uh, that we just we tune out the spin. And that, that distrust carries over into our everyday life, if you think about it. When you walk into a store now, even if you're looking for an item, the typical reaction is to walk in and, and the sales clerk comes over and says, may I help you? And the typical reaction is, no, thanks, I'm just looking. Mm-hmm. Even, if, mm-hmm. even if five minutes later you say, uh, can you help me with this? And I'm sure sales clerks are thinking, yes, that's what I asked you if I can help you five <laughs> minutes ago. But, but we just we tune out. We're just tired of getting advertisements and that we record shows on, on TV and then flip through all the commercials, you know, run through them and not even listen to them because we hear so much. So, so we distrust things that we, that we see on, on Facebook and on social media because we know people half the time are going to get it wrong. They're going to just pick up the rumor mill. And so I think because it's so prevalent to distrust, even when we get correct information, mm-hmm. we distrust mm-hmm. it and we tune it out. So I, I think that that's, that's why it's so hard to get people when we're trying to persuade them. It's so hard to get their attention. 
So how do you, um, how does someone go about building trust so they really get the attention and also get their message across? Well, uh, you have to do a lot of things. If you think about distrust, to just comment on that again, I mean, there are so many lies, half-truths. I mean, we've just gone through the big Brian Williams thing on, on NBC. So right. because there are half-truths, there are embellishments, there are cover-ups, there, it, you can't think of a, uh, a body of cong- uh, uh, senators. You think about the body of Congress and how many moral lapses we've just had in the last year or two and when what a a politician has said didn't match what they actually did in their in their personal life. In other words, the values don't match. Mm-hmm. We're always mm-hmm. blaming and pointing fingers at somebody else, and just in our everyday corporations, inconsistencies. You know, your your peer, your colleague says, um, you know, I'll I'll have that to you by Friday, and Friday rolls around, and they don't have it to you. Yes, so people just yes. Don't come through. Obviously, then the opposite of all of those. Build trust when somebody is consistent, when what they do does match. But there's some additional things. If you're really going to build trust, there's some additional things that you have to do. And one, of course, is to tell the truth. (laughs) 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 To be be known as the person who who always is a straight talker. Whether it's bad news in your business, whether it's... And I don't mean be a gloom and doom person. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can still be positive. But just these are the facts, and this is what we're going to have to deal with in this situation. Um, another thing is to to explain your reasoning. Don't mm-hmm. don't treat people like children of an organization. You know, some organizations and some cultures are 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 um, for lack of a better term, I would call them paternal or, or mm-hmm. maternal. In that, you know, in a family, many times the parents just say to the kids. All right, here's where we're going on vacation. And the kids, well, but I went to go to the beach or I went to, the, I went to go to the mountains. And the parents don't explain, well, look, here's the cash situation. And this is the only time sure. I could get off mm-hmm. for whatever mm-hmm. reason. They think, well, they're the kids are not old enough to understand this. And they just announce what they're going to do. Well, many corporations work like that. Exactly. And, you know, Diana, it's a really good point to stop here because it's time for our first break. Um, So this is uh, Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moves coach. And my guest is Diana Bohr giving insights from her new book, um, What More uh, Can I Say? Why Communication Fails and What to Do About It. And we were just finishing off talking about trust. So stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it 
People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidle, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Diana Bohr, best-selling author, who's talking about her new book, what more can I say? Why communication fails and what to do about it. And at the end of the last segment, Diane was giving us uh, tips about how to build trust so that you are heard and people believe you and so that your message gets across. So, Diana, continue with some other tips on building trust. Well, in addition to telling it, the truth, telling it like it is, being a straight talker and explaining your reasoning behind decisions, you, you need to be likable. I mean, let's face it, people like to deal with and trust people they like. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to have an affable personality. And that doesn't mean that you can always trust people that you like, but at least we start out there. There's some people when you see them immediately on TV or you see them up in front of a room, you think, I don't like that person. And <laughs> they look slick. Are they, they are yes. arrogant. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly arrogant people. You just yes. want to take them down a notch. You just want to prove them wrong. <laughs> so yes. if, if you don't like somebody, you just you, you don't want to accept their theory of whatever it is they're trying or their recommendation. You just you want to confront, you want to take them down and uh, and refute all their data or their information. Um, and they have to be confident. You don't, you don't, competent. You don't want to follow a leader or go down a path they're trying to lead you if you don't feel like they can accomplish the mission. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's another point of, of trust. 
I mean, who wants to, somebody says, we're going to change this organization. I'm going to lead you to do so-and-so, and you don't feel like they can get you there. You know, who wants to line, who wants to line up for that critical mission? That, that's part of it, being confident. You, you also want to find in a leader and, and believe in and trust somebody who's, who's upbeat and optimistic and hopeful. You, you don't want to be behind the leader and follow them. And if they're always gloom and doom, and this is probably not going to work out, and you probably or maybe have worked for someone <laughs> who, when the message comes down from on high, you know, the very senior executive, and they're always passing it down like, oh, no, here comes another bad news. Oh, no, here's another thing. We're, we're forced to do X or Y or Z. You get tired of hearing those negative messages. So being positive, even realistic and, and negative is not the same thing. You can still uh-huh. be realistic, a straight shooter, and be positive about it, saying in this situation, it, it looks negative it looks it looks bad but here are the facts and Mm -hmm. here's how we can deal with that situation and and giving people hope in that situation it is good and it makes us trust somebody that that they have a way out right way forward uh even body language builds trust i mean if you if you look at somebody and they're you've you've watched someone uh, let's say there's a a murders or some kind of crime on tv and they're interviewing that that person and saying I, I, you know, I didn't do that. I didn't kidnap that person. <laughs> my, my children have been held hostage, and were you responsible? And they either say yes or no, and you either believe them or not, just right. because of their body language. Right. Um, that has a lot to do with building trust. So there, there are a lot of things that go into that foundational principle. But however you're picking up the message, you either trust that person or you don't trust them. And that is step number one to being persuasive. You have, mm-hmm. You've got to get past that barrier of trust or, or you're never going to accomplish the other nine principles that I've talked about in the book. Well, you know, um, you also in the book, first of all, I think those are great, and, and that's the foundation, is the building trust. But now moving along in the book, you refer to the law of collaboration versus monologue. So what does that mean? And, you know, doesn't a collaboration require a lot more time? And, and what are the benefits of it? Well, well that is true, Marcia. You, you're, you're exactly right. Um, a lot of times people, in particular business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders at the top, think, you know, when I make a decision, decide where we're going, it's a lot quicker, it's a lot more efficient to just mm-hmm. announce it. You know, this mm-hmm. is what we're going to do. And it is quicker, but it's not necessarily more efficient and more effective because many times you don't have people's commitment. They're not aboard when you just announce it. When you, when you build in collaboration, on a decision, people are a lot more committed to the decision because they feel ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh, people believe their own data, so to speak. And what I mean by that, they believe their own data. When they have input and they contribute ideas to it, they tend to believe what they've just voiced and said. Um, when I was interviewing executives for for the book, uh, one of them used a, a very um, apropos uh, metaphor. He said, I like to, when I get my staff together, I like to give them half-baked ideas. And I know that's a pejorative term <laughs> in our culture, but he said it this way. He says, I like to not present them with 
ideas that are already cooked, done, finished. Mm-hmm. I like to present them with half-baked ideas and let them cook them the rest of the way. Then they're ready to eat that gourmet meal. <laughs> he said, once they, they, they help cook that meal, then they are totally bought in. They're totally mm-hmm. committed mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important that you get them to collaborate from the very beginning. If you're changing the organization, you're, you're asking for ideas on a marketing campaign, you're launching a new product, whatever it is, there's just nothing that builds commitment like having people from the very beginning to collaborate on those ideas rather than just saying, here's the idea, here's the project, here's the task, go do it. It's just, it's just totally a different thing. And, you know, I agree with you. And just um, what I tell uh, managers and leaders, if you've already made the decision, don't ask your people for input because you've already made it. But if you haven't made that decision and you really do want them to, if you give them that half-baked whatever it is, and you really do want them to, to collaborate and come up with a better way, that's great. So, you know, and and so... There is that difference between the the monologue versus collaboration, um, but and you, you know also- that's true. And you know that's true. Even if you're rewarding, a lot of times leaders think, "Well, I'm going to reward someone. Here's the reward," and they don't value the reward. Right. Right. <laughs> and so, how do you know what they value if you don't collaborate to see what they want? I mean, sometimes you're giving a monetary reward, and what they prefer is time off. Are you giving them time off? as a reward and what they what they really wanted was more responsibility because that was increased prestige for them so you know in any way you can't you can't know what what commitment they're going to experience until you talk to them to you have some kind of meeting of the minds well, I'd like to move on because we just have about three or four minutes before the next sure. break and move on to another aspect of your book where you refer to the laws of simplicity versus complexity. How does length correlate to clarity? They're intricately linked because the more words you pour into your message, whether you're talking about a proposal that you've written, whether you're talking about an ad campaign, whether you're talking about a presentation – the longer it is, generally the more unfocused it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. We've got 6,000 daily newspapers in the world. We've got 3,000 movie choices on Netflix. You've got uh, more than a million apps, whether you're dealing with the Android Google Play Store, or whether you're talking about the Apple iPhone. You've got a million choices there. And the more you, even if you're talking about one sentence, the more words you put into that sentence, mm. The, the less impact that sentence has. So as a leader, your job is to narrow the focus. Mm. You can't have 17 initiatives for a year and expect mm-hmm. people in your organization to focus on 17 initiatives. You know, if you've got three, maybe they can focus on those three. Far better if you have one initiative. You can keep one initiative in front of them all year and have mm-hmm. them focus on that. And, and they can hear it over and over and over and stay focused. But the more you split people's attention, as I said, with, with a, a, a presentation that you're making, a speech that you're giving, it just 
um, it is your it, it's your job to take a very complex situation and narrow the focus. And the more focused that is, the clearer the message, the clearer the execution, the easier it is to execute on that, the easier it is to persuade, the easier it is to get attention. Otherwise, it's just splintered in action, in execution, and in um, understanding where they fit into that picture. You know, there's the acronym of KISS. Keep it uh-huh. simple and short, okay? Right. And so, at this point, it's time for another break. Um, I'm Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moose coach. My guest is Diana Bohr, um, and she is giving us insights from her new book, What More Can I Say? Why Communication Fails and What to Do About It. Stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at SmartMovesCoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. 
Welcome back to the Business Ed, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Diana Bohr, best-selling author, talking about her new book, What More Can I Say? Why Communication Fails and What to Do About It. And we've been having a, a conversation around all the things that impact um communication, getting your message across, people hearing you, and then people executing on your message. So getting back to the book, Diana, um, the book makes this statement, quote, a logical case informs, but rarely motivates. An emotional appeal persuades. Are you saying that to persuade people, we have to pull at their heartstrings? Well, not manipulate with emotion, but you have to motivate people with um, with some kind of emotional pull, not just convince them. Because mm-hmm. when you're convincing them, you're you're talking about their will, and that's a thought process. But if you've ever taken a course on selling, you know that you never sell somebody just with a logical explanation. Mm-hmm. You, People make a decision based on their their emotions. You walk into a house and you, you see that house and you say, oh, I love this kitchen. I love this backyard. Oh, this would be great. Oh, this closet space. I love, oh, this is a huge closet. You always make decisions. Even as a customer, when you're buying um, something in, in a business situation, uh, obviously the house is, a, is usually a personal decision, but if you're buying something in your business. I love dealing with this vendor. They are responsive. I can get the raw product when I want it. Mm-hmm. If I tell them I need it Friday and I want it delivered all of a sudden on Thursday, they move heaven and earth to get it to me. You make emotional decisions. I like these people. I trust them. I want to deal with this, mm-hmm. this company. You mm-hmm. make emotional decisions and then you look at logical reasons. Uh, okay, it's uh, ten cents per widget cheaper. It's uh, they they're they're long term. They're going to be around. They're not going to go out of business. You start looking at a logical explanation to support what you've already decided to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was talking to a salesperson who had been working selling for IBM for 40 years. I had dinner with them. Uh, My husband and I and some friends were out to dinner uh, last weekend, and he had just read this book, and he said, you know, I I had done marketing. He was the vice president at IBM. He said, I'd done marketing and sales uh, for them for 40 years, and I had never heard that. He said, it's true. He said, I looked back, and I thought of client after client after client I had dealt with, and he said, I'd never thought about it. I always thought it was a logical explanation. I went, we went through the benefits, we formulated <laughs> a message statement. But that's true. They, they need a logical explanation. When you go in and talk to them, they want you to talk dollars and cents and give them all the, the benefits, you know, feature, function, role, uh, the, the so what. But the emotional connection has to be there first. And that's the, that's the driver when you're trying to get somebody to change their behavior, to change their, their actions, the performance as, a, as, a, as an employee. It, it matters. And, and that's why storytelling is so important as a leader. Well, now that you mentioned storytelling, uh, let's get into it. Um, uh, we hear a lot about it and that all great communicators must be great storytellers. 
What, in your opinion, what makes someone a great storyteller? So much so that they really engage others emotionally and make their message memorably. So what are some of the tips and ideas that you can give to the listeners? Well, storytelling touches the emotion. It it helps them retain what you said. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. makes it memorable for them. They, they need to be able to recall the, the scene. That's probably the most important thing as a storyteller. And when you, when you tell a story, it's not just an anecdote now. A storyteller, an anecdote is just sort of a slice of life. But, a, but a real story, if you're going to be a great storyteller as a leader, is, if you think of a definition, it is a goal and you, that has a character, a hero struggling over obstacles to achieve a great goal. And that's that a character, a hero of the story, could be your organization trying mm-hmm. to stay in business. It could be a product that's trying to become number one in the marketplace, or it could be a person. But you, you have to actually set the scene, let people feel what it feels like. Uh, remember dialogue that goes with the situation and really tell it in first person. You know, this is what what was happening and we were on the marketing team and we we're struggling to come up with this, this campaign and we, we put this ad out there and we spent millions of dollars on it and it didn't work and here was the feedback we got from the audience and we were down and we were number five in the marketplace. And, you know, you go on and on letting people really struggle over, you know, one thing happened and the next thing happened and the next thing happened and we went to number 10 in the marketplace and we're about to go bankrupt and we're out of money and on and on. That's what makes the the situation uh, memorable and in the audience's mind. If you're talking to a group, if you're talking to employees, they, they can feel with it. They remember what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And that is is the importance of storytelling. It's not just a bunch of numbers. You don't just throw a chart up there and say, here's where we were in June, here's where we were in July. Look at, look at the data because that, that escapes them. They, they won't remember that 72 hours later. You know, there's a, a quote, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, from Maya Angelou, the famous poet, who said, <clears throat> excuse me, something like this, people may not remember what you say, or remember what you did, but they'll remember how they made you feel. And that has to do with both positive <clears throat> and negative. And I think, um, you know, uh, uh, w- w- as you said, we may, we, we, we buy on our emotions. We, and buy or we um, commit to someone or to some uh, goal because we feel good about it and we feel that we can make a contribution. So I really like what you're talking about, about storytelling. Um, anything else that you think, you know, about storytelling that's important for our listeners to know? Well, the structure is extremely important. You have to tell it well. Once you know what point you're trying to get across, it, it does need to make a point. Now, you, you don't want to hit somebody <laughs> over the head with that point. The story itself should make the point, should not be preachy, but the story itself needs to make a point so that people get it. So once you know what the story should illustrate, tell it well, practice it well. Right. Um, And then, you know, one other thing, because um, I'm sort of being the devil's advocate here, uh, because we all know uh, people who are in the audience or people we're trying to convince who are, give me the facts. 
you know, yes, tell me a story, but get to the facts. What, what is it? And so how do you deal with that kind of person while you're going through your story who's really, you know, in some ways you might be turning that kind of person off if you go on and on and on. Any thoughts about that? Well, it doesn't mean that you don't need a logical explanation. Mm-hmm. Uh, people appreciate a logical explanation, and they value having the facts. But j- my point is, don't expect logic alone to build a right. case. You right. can't walk in and expect a logical explanation to make the deal, win the, win the job, to win the contract. You have to have both. Right. And so when you talked about storytelling, you talked about structure and needing to make the point. Uh, Before we go on to that next question, any further thoughts about uh, storytelling? It just needs to be told with passion and energy. Your timing has to be right. It needs to have a struggle. You need to set it in in scene. We need to uh, we need to visualize it so that we use more senses. The more senses we can use, the better. And we need to have dialogue. We need to hear the person talk who's in the story. We need to see that person act, not have it narrated to us. And that really says that um, great storytellers prepare. Yes, some may seem it's off the cuff, but they really prepare with all the insights that you've given us. And I think that's a great thing for our listeners to remember. Now moving on, um, again, getting back to the book, you talk about the presenter's paradox. Um, That sounds like something that everybody in sales and marketing needs to understand, especially entrepreneurs. Uh, this could be a, a be big idea for job applicants as well. So talk about what do you mean by the presenter's paradox? Well, in essence, that is that people, listeners, average rather than add. And hmm. that means hmm. that you should tell less rather than more. Let me give an example. If you are a person who is in selling something, you're a business owner, entrepreneur, and you're advertising the benefits. Let's say you own a resort and you're putting an ad in and you're advertising the benefits. Or if you're an applicant for a job and you're telling, you're writing up your resume, you should give fewer of the best things than more things. What Uh, Let me go back to the example. Let's say you're putting together a resume you want to transfer in your organization. If you said, um, I have a Ph.D. in uh, engineering, and the the committee who's interviewing you says, oh, that's a 10, or rating somebody 1 to 10 as a candidate, ah, that's a 10. And you say, Mm -hmm. I have a patent in such and such technology that your your company does. Ah, that's a 10. Let's give this candidate a 10. And you say, well, the job is in Peru. Um, and, well, I took a little college Spanish. Uh, well, let's mm. don't speak it that much. And you think, well, I should go ahead and mention it. Well, they mm. say, well, let's give them a five. So that committee might average you as five, 10, and 10. Okay, let's make this candidate an eight. All right, if you had just mentioned the patent and the Ph.D., they would have rated you a 10 candidate. So it would have been better for you to tell them just the two best things than to put down the third thing because they're going to average you in those three benefits as opposed to add them. In other words, it was not a 10-10 and a 5-25. It was just 
They averaged. So that proves through the research is astounding on this. They, uh, I, I reported in the book about eight different studies, whether the field was sports, whether it was marketing, whether it was um, athletes, sports statistics, across all fields. When people hear benefits to a product, whether they hear job candidates, um, marketing campaigns, whatever, give fewer benefits but make them top-notch as to more, more benefits that are all not top-notch. It's far better. Well, on that note, which is something I've learned, I never knew that, and it also says to me, why didn't I get that project that I thought I surely had? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I, didn't get, I, I gave too much stuff, that they, so they averaged it. So on that note, it's time for a short break on the Business Edge. I'm Marcia Zeidel, your Smart Moose Coach, and my guest is Diana Bohr. And when we come back, Diana is going to give us those, what I call the keepers, the, the three takeaways that you need to remember from this interview, as well as how to contact her. So stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. 
Welcome back to the Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moose coach, and my guest today um, is Diana Bohr, and she has been talking about her new book, Why, What More Can I Say? Why Communication Fails, and most importantly, what to do about it. And so, Diana, you've said so many great things um, and so many tips for our listeners. What, what would be the, let's say, three takeaways, the three most important things you want our listeners to remember? Well, I would say that one of them is to speak to the heart. Mm. And what I mean about speaking to the heart is touch them emotionally. Mm -hmm. Touch them emotionally with your stories, with your metaphors, with your analogies, with your storytelling ability. And I would say the second thing is that you have to remember to build trust, whether Mm. that is being consistent in what you say, being consistent in your actions, being consistent in matching your words with what you really are when you're not with them, what your character is, in your body language, in consistency. Mm-hmm. And I think the third thing would be to pick a point. <laughs> and by that, I mean by not giving too much information. When you want to sell something, when you want to give a presentation, make a recommendation, whether you're putting together a proposal, rather than trying to tell them everything you know, to answer every question, decide what is the most important to your audience, and learn to focus, focus their attention, whether it's initiatives, whether it's a key benefit for them, and try to summarize, say it in a sentence, if at all possible. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm writing all this down because it's so many uh, really good points. And, and I think the one that uh, resonates with me is speak to the heart, touch emotional. Uh, many people f- fear that, but I think it's important. We all are emotional beings. So, Diana, I want to thank you so much for um, taking time from your very busy day, I know, and talking to the listeners about... Um, communication and the importance of it and how to um, make sure you are a good communicator. And I know there will be listeners who may want to contact you or find out more about the book. So, Diana, uh, tell the listeners um, what they can do to continue this conversation with you. Well, they can find me at my uh, website, my typical website or not the one on the book. I'll give you the web, that book website in a moment. But my site is Boer Research. Boer is a little bit hard to understand. It's Boo Her, like uh, I hope they don't, but G O O H E R, Boo Her, BoerResearch.com. And the book website is What More Can I Say the Book? What More Can I Say the Book.com. My email is Diana.Boer at com, We work with organizations and individuals to increase their effectiveness through clear communication and executive presence, and that's what I coach on as well. Well, thank you so much again, Diana, and um, I'm, I'm raring to go and buy that book and, and make sure that I'm communicating well because when you're in the public eye and when you are a leader, you are influencing others. And so you really need to know how to do that well. So our 
listeners, our next week's show is From Military Lawyer to Energy Entrepreneur. After completing his assignment as general counsel to the Dallas-based Military Exchange Service, Colonel David Schulter faced a life-changing decision. Should he continue his military career or take on a new challenge in business? Learn from Dave what it takes to make a big career change, the adjustments you have to make, and the lessons learned that will help those of you who are contemplating such a change or who are already business owners wanting to go to that next level. Tune in Wednesday, February 18th, 11 Pacific and 2 Eastern. Now here's another smart moves tip from the leadership lessons from firefighters from my music. It is analyze your people and use them wisely. And this is what a captain said. I'm in charge at the fire scene, but I'm not a paramedic. When an accident requires medical attention, I let them make the decisions because I'm not a paramedic. My role is to support those paramedics, to do things like deal with the citizens, the traffic or the media, or take notes or contact the person. You see, leaders out there, how well do you know your person's, your people's talents and do you use them wisely? If you want additional leadership lessons from firefighters, contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, those who asked what happened, which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a smart moves coach, let me show you how. Remember, good intentions, even with a good plan, don't magically lead to success. What does is making sure every day you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for purpose, performance, and profitability. Thank you, listeners. Uh, to for listening to the Business Edge. This is Marcia Zidel, the Smart Moves Executive Coach and Speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress, more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. Innovate, improve, ignite, or die. Make smart moves. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level.